0: Hi. you guys. Welcome back to Magnifying Motherhood. Um, I'm your host, Nicole Ride. Um, today, I wanted to just kind of have a discussion, basically to myself, but you know, to with you guys. I wanted to talk about how we compare ourselves through social media. Um, and that can be any type of comparison, um, no matter what stage of life you're at. Um, I do want to note that this will be probably, there will be some parts that could get a little heavy, so I would like to put a trigger warning at the very beginning. Um, I will probably be discussing um, eating disorders, specifically anorexia and bulimia. And just to throw that out there, if you are struggling with anything like that, you can text the crisis hotline for that. Um, You just text the word HOME to the number 741741, and they can help you out. And I highly encourage you, if you are struggling with anything like that or any other mental health issues um, during this conversation, to stop listening and take a moment for yourself and get the help that you need if it makes you feel worse. Um... I just wanted to throw that out there, but on a more happy level, I just wanted to also say thank you to listening to our Valentine's Day episode and also entering my giveaway. That was so fun to see new faces following me and new friends to share this podcast with. I, The goal of this podcast, really, I promise, is not to gain followers or become social media famous at all. It is truly for me to learn more from other mothers and other friends that I have on social media. Um, But I do feel like it could help other people as well going through my same type of journey. So that's just why I did the giveaway. And I thought it was so fun um, to kind of get to know you guys and see who you were tagging and things like that. So thank you so much. Um, As always, you can follow our Instagram, Magnifying Motherhood, and then a period, Nicole. So, okay, let's just jump right in. I asked you guys on my Instagram a couple days ago. A few questions about comparison through social media. And let's just throw it out there. This is gonna be a super honest and vulnerable conversation for me because I think it's like we all know we're all slightly addicted to social media, at least I am. But it's hard to talk about the nitty gritty sometimes because it's just one of those things that's like everyone does it and it's just kind of left unsaid sometimes. but I asked you guys a few questions that we'll go over and I really liked how honest you were with me and I really appreciate that because I always wanna be honest with you guys. and. I really am an open book if you know me in person. I'll tell you anything if you ask, you know, sometimes I overshare, sometimes I ask people really vulnerable questions and it might seem a little out there, but it's just because I want to get to know people. It's not like any weird intent or anything. Um, So I was really happy that you guys shared with me how you feel because then I could see like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Um, So that's why I want to share today about comparison because it's huge in our lives right now. I mean... If you think about it, I mean, I am 24 years old, and I think since middle school, I had a Snapchat and an Instagram, and that's kind of where it started. So I've had it in my life for probably 10-ish years. I've had social media. I've had Facebook since it basically came out, um, things like that. So I've been on social media for years. Um, And I've seen how it's grown over the years. And I've seen how I have changed my feelings towards social media over the years. Um, I think we are definitely in the age of influencers. And if you don't know what I mean by that, I mean, it's basically a stranger that you follow online, who's not really technically a celebrity, like they're not in like, they're not a singer or an actor or, you know, anyone famous like that. But they have like hundreds of 1000s of followers, just for living their lives, like (laughs) just for being either pretty or, and I'm talking mostly about women here. Um, They mostly just, they have a lot of money usually, and they have a beautiful home that they like to show influencing for decorations or how they dress their kids, or um, if they're like a fitness account, like how they stay fit, how they eat, things like that. And I just want to throw it out there that there is like nothing wrong with that, I don't think like, I think it's awesome that we can learn more from people that we don't even know. Um, You can be inspired by anyone on social media. And I think that that's really beautiful. It can bring the world together. Um, But I do believe that influencers are sometimes dangerous if you don't take care of how you feel when you follow them. And what I mean by that is if they make you feel like you are not enough or... You know, anything like that that kind of makes you feel less than or like, wow, I need to be doing better. Um, that's where I think it gets into some tricky territory because social media, I believe, and you know, everyone has their own opinion on social media, but I believe that social media is a fun place to stay connected to people that you care about. I follow lots of people literally from, I believe, elementary school or middle school, that I care about them. And, you know, even if we don't talk ever, it's still fun to keep up on their lives. And, you know, some people don't feel the same way. Some people are super private with their social media. Um, but for me, it's more of a way to just kind of keep up on people if I can't always make time to see them in person. And so that's why I use social media. And I also kind of use it as like a personal scrapbook for my own life. So if I have something fun going on or if my baby has a milestone that I'm really happy about or if I go on a fun date with Dylan and I want to kind of, you know, keep track of that, I post it. And I know that I go in a lot of waves of posting a lot, posting too much, posting, you know, not as much. It's just kind of weird how I do that, but sometimes I, like, literally get annoyed with myself because I'm like, wow, I'm posting too much. But then I have a picture that I really want to post. And I'm like, oh, I just want to post it. <laughs> it's really silly. I don't know if anyone feels the same way. But sometimes I get a little embarrassed about what I post. And I'm like, why do I do that? And it's because I'm comparing myself to how other people post. Um, and so that is one of the questions that I had asked you guys. I said, how do we all compare ourselves and our lives on social media? like, how do you find yourselves, you know, comparing yourself? And a lot of the answers were like, one of the main ones was that we just feel bad for not doing more in every aspect of life. Whether you're seeing other people graduating college, or you even see them just exercising every day, or they're taking a ton of vacations, or you can tell that they have a lot of money. Um, Or even if you're, like, seeing them being able to spend a lot more family time than you can. I think that we compare ourselves a lot with just everything going on. um, And it makes us feel like we are not enough or doing enough. And that is so sad because everyone is unique and everyone has their own stuff going on. You know, everyone always calls Instagram. I'm going to specifically talk about Instagram because... I don't know, that's like the main one where you post pictures, but I feel like everyone truly uses Instagram as like a highlight reel, and and some people say it's because they want to make their social media like a positive place that people can come to to feel safe, and I agree with that. I think that's awesome. I do like to post mostly positive things. Um, occasionally, I'll post like a quote or a something on my story that's maybe a little different than what I normally would but it's just because I like how it makes me feel so I want to share it with other people but I do notice that as I scroll through my timeline or my feed sometimes I do feel like especially like during summer um, or like you know the breaks that people have like people go on these super fun vacations and I'm like wow like I wish I was doing that like I'm sure anyone would rather go on a vacation to Hawaii than sit at home doing the laundry like I don't know or working, you know what I mean, so we definitely compare ourselves in all of ways of life I think I think it's pretty inevitable sometimes, just because we're always trying to better ourselves, I think, as people, so it's like natural to see what others are doing so another big thing um, that I personally notice that I compare myself with. Um, and I think you guys have agreed with me on my question box on Instagram, we see a lot of other moms going all out with the holidays, the parties, the friends, they get done, they like get ready every single day, like full hair, full makeup, Um, you know, things like that. And especially with mothers, I think there is so much pressure to make every holiday and every party like oh my gosh, like the great Gatsby type of parties. Like, it's so much pressure to have this new thing. Okay, sorry, I'm cutting myself off here, but this just popped in my head. Like, I don't know what you guys follow on Instagram, but if you're like me, I follow a few influencers that make me feel good. And even them, I've seen this huge turn in like bright colors and fun stuff and like, you know, cute little, I don't know, for example, it's popping in my head, it's like Paw Patrol for like kids. Like, you know, they'll have like Paw Patrol parties and stuff. But I've seen a lot of social media is turning things into like supernatural tan beige colors, very neutral. Um, Everything has to be aesthetically pleasing. And the posts have to be so curated and perfect. And the parties have to have like, they're like for four year olds. And they have like these gorgeous, setups of like bohemian flowers and if that's your style I swear it's fine like no big deal it's just sometimes I feel the pressure to shift how I want to do something to match that so that it looks good on Instagram I know that sounds silly but there is just a rise in making everything so extra like for lack of a better term and I've noticed a lot of people doing um like Okay, for example, like Easter baskets, you know how that's like a thing. Like I feel like that's been a thing for years now, like decades, you know, whatever. But now I feel like it's almost an expectation to make holiday baskets for every single holiday for your kids. And it's like, that's that's great that you want to show your kids love that way. And that's totally fine if you want to. But sometimes I think that puts an extra expectation on other moms that weren't thinking about doing that. And it's like, oh, shoot, I have to get like Valentine's Day stuff for my kid. Or now I have to get even I've seen like St. Patrick's Day baskets. I'm like, what do you even put in that? Like Lucky Charms? Like, I don't know. It's just kind of silly. Like, I feel like people make such a big deal out of these events. Um, And sometimes it's nice just to have a simple holiday. You know, we just passed Christmas a couple months ago, and, you know, that also has to do with how much money you have, and that gets into a lot of different things, but I think it's really hard with social media to see, like, if someone gets, like, a lot of stuff that you know are, like, hundreds of dollars, and you only get, like, a few things that add up to a (laughs) hundred dollars, like, I think it plays tricks on your mind to be like, wow, I'm not good enough, and, I need to be doing more or like they have parties for everything or you know what I mean so I just I don't know that's just something I wanted to bring up because I think it's fine if you do that stuff like if you have the money for it if you or even if you do something cheap for it like that's totally fine I'm personally gonna give my son an Easter basket even if he's only what five months old uh six months old <laughs> but that's you know, that's just what I choose to do. I'm just going to do one for that holiday. Cause I, in my family, that's like a tradition is doing an Easter basket. Um, but like for Christmas, I, I didn't even get Andrew any gifts because I knew he wouldn't remember it. He was only three months old. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. I think I got him like a matching tie with my husband, Dylan. Like I gave them ties whoop de doo (laughs) So not really exciting, but anyways, um, so something else that we said that we all compare ourselves with is, um, comparing body size and shapes. And this is where I will probably get a little deep. If you want to cut yourself off from listening or skip forward, that's totally fine. I 100% understand that, um, to be honest with you guys, um, in, I think it started really young, honestly, but probably more in middle school when I did get an Instagram, um, I started noticing that a lot of other people were skinnier than me and I was going through that kind of like middle school awkward chubby phase and like I literally wore this one (laughs) red Aeropostale zip-up hoodie for like a year straight every day because it just made me feel comfortable and I was like hiding my body in it. Um, I noticed that other girls my age were not going through this kind of chubby phase. They were like staying really skinny. Um, as you know most children are and it kind of got in my head a bit and then I really don't know how I found out about it but somehow I found out about eating disorders and how you can basically force yourself to lose weight by hurting your body essentially. Um, Anorexia means that you you know go without food or you make yourself starve in order to lose weight and have a calorie deficit and Bulimia is usually when you either eat a lot of food and then you throw it up, or you just throw up what you eat. Um, And so somehow I got roped into that when I was pretty young. Um, I started looking up ways to help myself lose weight. I was pinning a ton of exercises on Pinterest that I could do. I was looking at hashtags on Instagram for anorexia and bulimia to kind of get tips on how to stay full off of like a piece of gum or like, um, just things like that, that are not appropriate. And they, no girl or man, no girl or boy should ever, ever, ever feel like they need to do that to feel better about themselves. Um, and so All my life, I have compared my body size and my shape to other people, especially women. Um, And it is so hard because I want to feel happy for other girls. I am, you know, I'm not weird about it. Like, I don't constantly look at, like, other people's body shapes or anything. But it is in the back of my mind, like, wow, they look really good. And I would not look good if I wore what they're wearing or wow, they look super good in a bikini. Like, I wish that I could like look like that. Um, or like, I wish that I was doing more like exercise to feel better about myself. And so, you know, having an eating disorder, I don't have it now. Um, I was able to, I actually didn't get professional help for it, which I kind of wish I would have sometimes. Um, but I was able to kind of almost grow out of it if, I don't really know how to say it but I just kind of stopped really (laughs) like um, I didn't end up making myself throw up anymore because it made me feel gross and I would get way too hungry if I starved myself and so I would just eat a ton of um, calories. I really felt like not good enough because of social media and It's not anyone's fault, but my own, like, I don't want to ever place blame on my parents for like, not, um, what's it called? Like regulating my social media use because they had no clue that this type of stuff was on there. They did not know. Like my parents did follow my Facebook. Like they had all my passwords to everything, you know, they could look at it, but they didn't know the secret hashtags that I was looking up or things like that. Like I would clear my search history so that no one would know. So I don't want to place any blame on my parents or people for not noticing because it they wouldn't have known if I were in their position, I wouldn't have known so I just I feel really bad for girls these days because you know in my in my personal life um, I'm a church leader i I uh, teach fourteen year olds um gospel doctrine for my church and you know we just had a conversation about social media in a class and they all brought up like that they compare themselves to other girls they follow or like their friends and that makes me so sad because I was there and I'm still there sometimes like in at 24 years old like these girls are 10 years younger than me but they feel the exact same way that I did and it's probably honestly way worse in today's world um you know you have the whole world of (laughs) I don't know how to say it but like Instagram baddies, like whole Kardashian vibes where they post practically nude pictures on Instagram every day. Um you have celebrities you follow that you like and they seem to have a perfect body type to you or a perfect pretty face with no acne or anything like that. Um you know different things like that can really affect you and so It is really hard to look online and see someone with a different body size and a different shape. And I know that sometimes we just can't control that. Like, if your friend is skinnier than you, you can't control that. You have to control how you feel about it. You, you know, I've had to learn very, it's like a very long process, but I've had to learn not to be jealous of someone because they're naturally skinny. I've had to learn to find the good in my body type I, for example, if you haven't seen what I look like, I have kind of like an hourglass bustier shape, um, which I do think is beautiful. I, I do believe that I'm beautiful, but it is hard when I see other girls with my body shape or body type, but they're smaller or skinnier than me, um, that is where it gets hard, um for me, or I'm like, sometimes I wish I had, like, a more athletic body type or a flat stomach or whatever, you know, anyways, and there's many skinny girls that I know, well, you know, it's hard to judge what even is skinny anymore, but, you know, basically, like, size zero to four, where they wish they had something different with their body, so it's just, I'm just throwing it out there, no one is 100% confident in who they are body-wise, like, I'm pretty sure, so, you are not alone if you feel this way or if you are struggling with trying to lose weight or gain weight, whatever is best for your body type like or your health. Um, it is so hard to see it on social media. So my heart goes out to you if you're struggling with an eating disorder or um, things like that because it is truly taxing on your self-image and I honestly just cried to my husband last night about how I'm so sad that I'm not losing my postpartum weight as fast as I thought I would. I'm almost five months postpartum and I've only lost half of what I would like to. So, you know, that I'm just speaking from the heart right now that I truly know how it feels to feel like crap about your body and to kind of hate what you see in the mirror sometimes. But on the flip side, to also look at your child... Your baby and be so grateful for what your body did. I love my body that it did that. I love that it was able to get pregnant like that in itself is a huge massive miracle and it's a blessing to me and that's what I try to focus on is like you know I'm getting healthier and losing weight for him like so that I can play with him and run around with him and so that I can do fun dates with my husband like rock climbing and bike riding and hiking because those are the things that my husband enjoys and right now I'm currently not in shape to do those things to keep up with him so that's like my motivation for getting healthy and I really need to stop looking at Instagram with body shapes to be my reason why I want to lose weight so I just wanted to throw that out there I know that was kind of a lot um but we can kind of move on from that now um but there is one more thing that I just realized I forgot to say was, you know, if you follow too many people that don't look like you, for example, your body shape, your skin color, um, whatever, it can be hard. Um, it can really be hard because you feel like you're the minority. Even if they're a positive account, someone brought that up, like, it hurts them when they follow too many skinny girls, even if they are a positive account, and that is so hard because it's like they're not doing anything wrong but yet we're feeling jealous of them <laughs> for living their lives and it's like so hard to just stop that um and so i think that that's just a huge thing to think about yourself how you personally want to change that mindset cuz really only you can do it for yourself um I mean, I can give you tips on what I'm going to do or what other people have said. And we'll get to that at the end of this podcast episode. But I just want you to think during this episode, like if you do want to make a change in your life, you can, but it's going to be unique to your situation. So, um, the other question I had asked on my Instagram was how do you, you know, how do you compare yourself, uh, like in motherhood And how do you compare like your kids to other kids and how do you stop that? So a lot of what was said and how I feel as well is that we compare, especially with babies, we'll start off with babies and then get older. Um, We compare our babies and how they're developing. You know, everyone's always like, oh, my baby is smiling from day one or they learned how to crawl or they've learned how to roll over or they're eating solids already Or they're walking and, you know, sometimes it's hard to feel like you're doing a good job if your kids aren't really measuring up the way you think they should. Um, I had a really hard time because even with my birth, I was comparing myself to other women's births, which is crazy because there's no way I could have controlled what happened to me and my body and they can't control how they gave birth either. But there were a few people that gave birth within, like, the same month as me. Like, there were three specific girls I follow on Instagram. And they all had babies, like, within a week of me. Um, And I was so bummed out because they all were able to deliver vaginally. And I was the only one who had a C-section. And I just, first of all, I felt lonely because I wanted to kind of talk to someone who knew what I was going through at that time, like, fresh out of the C-section. And, you know, I just felt like they had a different experience than me. They had maybe a better experience than me because theirs was like quicker and more like natural to them. And that frustrated me. And I knew that the road to C-section recovery was going to be harder than (laughs) delivering vaginally usually um unless you have a complication with tearing or something then maybe it's not I don't know um but that really made me bummed out and then of course as I got into trying to breastfeed I had a really big problem this is probably just TMI but the way that my breasts and nipples were my baby did not want to latch on very well he was um he was put in the uh, the NICU within like the first 4 hours of being born um, and so he was given an IV and he was given bottles right away. And they asked me, they asked if they could give him that. And I said, yes, cause I wanted him to be fed and, you know, have nutrients going in right away. Um, but it did make me sad because I felt like it kind of tainted my ability to breastfeed. And so as I navigated that experience, um, there was a lot that went into it. So I won't dig into that right now. Um, But as I navigated the balance of trying to breastfeed or pump or, you know, bottle feed, I was doing all of them. I was doing all three of them. Um, I was comparing myself because other friends and people were able to breastfeed and like no problem. And no one ever talks about how hard breastfeeding really is and like the pressure of doing it. And it's so hard to feel like, you know, I felt this is my experience. Um, You know, you might not feel the same if you didn't breastfeed, but I felt like, wow, like, you know, my body should have been made to do this. Like, why can't it just happen? Like, why is it such a struggle? You know, I was, (laughs) I would always joke with my husband, like, wow, I was given these big boobs in life. Like, why couldn't I put them to use for my baby? Like what they were actually made for. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm totally joking, but it's like, it really did feel like, well, why can't this just work? Like, this is crazy. So I totally compared myself with, you know, breastfeeding and things like that. Um, I felt a lot of pressure to breastfeed and it was mostly from myself. Not other people were telling me that. Um, I'll make that clear because I don't want to make anyone feel bad if they ever talked to me about my experience. It was me putting pressure on myself um, because of what I had seen on social media. So that was what that was. And, you know, now my baby is like, learning how to well he's been smiling for a while but he's learning how to like laugh and coo and babble and um he's learning how to sleep like I'm trying not sleep training but you know I'm trying to figure that out how to make him sleep through the night and there will be girls or mothers that post like oh my baby just slept nine hours through the night like wow what a good sleeper and I'm like man I woke up like three times last night with my baby and he was crazy so like it's really frustrating to like see that other babies are doing, quote, better than yours, you know, or what you think they're doing better. Um, But something that I've learned to help me stop that, that I want to put out there is, first of all, you are their mother for a reason. No matter how your baby came to you, whether it's through natural ways, IVF, adoption, fostering, whatever that may be, you are their mother for a reason. I don't know if you believe in God. I believe in God. I know that God gave me my son, Andrew, to be my son. And I know that he knows I'm his mom. And nothing will ever change that. And I just have to remind myself when I feel sad that I'm not comparing or measuring up to these other mothers, that I am his mom and I do have mother's intuition and I know what's best for him. And no one can take that away from me. I want to make him feel loved and safe and make sure all of his physical needs are met, you know, right now. And that's my priority. And so I'm going to do what's best for my baby. And that has really helped me to stop comparing my way that I mother to him and the way that he is developing from other mothers. And I hope that you can also feel that way as well. Another thing that I've done more practically, um, rather than just like a feeling, Um, to help me stop comparing my baby's development is when I take him to the pediatrician, I really trust my pediatrician. He's amazing. Um, When he tells me like, hey, your son is on track. He's doing great. He's perfect. He's healthy. I trust that. And I take his advice for everything. I ask him, you know, what should he be doing at this stage? Is it okay if he's doing this? Like, when should he be sleeping? Um, Can I give him solid foods? ABC, you know? And so if you really can't find a way to stop comparing your kids to other kids. Just trust what your pediatrician is saying. Like, I feel like you can usually trust them along with your own intuition. And so I think that's a great place to start as well. Like for something tangible, like at your next checkup, like, you know, make sure that you feel like everything's okay with your baby and just take confidence in that. Like you're doing all you can. Babies learn at different speeds and different waves of speed. Like You know, sometimes they take a while to learn something. Sometimes they learn something overnight, and that's totally fine. Um, I think it only becomes kind of a problem if maybe your doctor brings it up or if you feel in your heart that something is wrong, and then you can take care of that how you need to. So you're doing a good job, mama. You're doing good. You're doing what you can, and you know how best to take care of your baby because they are yours. And I think that goes on to as your kids get older, um, and teenagers even, you know, you've been with them the whole time. You know what their personalities are, you know their feelings, you know their fears, their, what makes them happy. You are the person that knows them best. And so I think that if you just feel like that in your heart and you truly believe it, then the comparison can kind of go out the window because you just can feel confident that you have done what you know is right for your child. Um, And, you know, it's good to go to other mothers for advice or help if you want to. I think that's a great solution, honestly, sometimes. (laughs) But then sometimes it's not because then sometimes you get unsolicited advice and that can sometimes be harmful or feel a little judgmental. Um, I feel like a good way of, you know, kind of navigating that is if you have a question to ask someone you trust maybe don't go to all of Instagram for it like sometimes if I want a lot of opinions I'll go to Instagram like for example I just asked on my Instagram a couple weeks ago you know what sleep sack do you guys use because my baby's transitioning out of a swaddle and I got a lot of opinions because I wanted to see what was like the main answer and that was great because I was able to figure out what I needed but then sometimes for maybe like a more personal issue you know I've gone to just one of my friends who's a mother who I can trust and that feels so much more personal and like less judgmental and you're not getting a lot of people giving their opinions and it doesn't feel bombarding or like you're doing something wrong it's just like a one-on-one conversation Um, and you know mothers that have gone on before you they have a lot to say because they care and so I think if we also look out for each other you know and offer comfort. It's just going to help your community of motherhood grow and you're going to feel like a better mother overall. Um and so I mean, something that I kind of turned from a negative into a positive was there was someone, one of these friends I was following that had a baby within kind of the time frame I had my baby and her baby was already enjoying tummy time and my baby hated tummy time. Like I set him down and within 20 seconds he was screaming his head off like no matter what I did I would get on the floor with him, I would give him toys, I would sing to him, I would like clap my hands and try to make noise so he'd look up and touch his cheek to turn his head, things like that. I was doing everything I thought I could Um, but I noticed that this other baby his same age was already enjoying tummy time and lifting her head up like pretty steadily and honestly at first I was jealous. I will admit that. I was like wow, like I wish my baby liked tummy time. Like why doesn't Andrew like tummy time? Like the way this little baby girl does. But I learned instead to ask that mom for help and advice instead of just quietly being jealous from the side. Like I, I asked her, I said, what do you do to help her enjoy tummy time? Because my son hates it. What do you do? And she actually recommended, um, a really cool little play mat, like a little water mat that like you fill up with water and air and it squishes little toys in it and it's really bright colors. And that honestly, so I ordered it and I used it and Andrew really loved it and it did help. And over time he did enjoy tummy time. It wasn't right away, um, but it helped. And so I'm really grateful that that was a learning experience for me to turn what could have been jealousy into like reaching out to her to ask for help and like she was super nice about it. She didn't say anything weird or judgmental like, "Oh, that's weird. Andrew doesn't like tummy time, you know, whatever." Like it would be weird if she had reacted like that. So, it was I was really grateful that she just helped me out and gave me tips um and it's, you know, it felt good because that now I feel like okay, I can go to her again or I can go to other friends if I have a question. So, that's just another tip is like if you're feeling jealous of how a baby is developing, maybe just ask them, like, how do you get them to like that? Because mine doesn't, or mine isn't doing that yet. You totally don't have to do that. You can just live your life how you want. But that's just what I did, and it helped me. Um, And it also helped me stop comparing our two babies, basically. Um, And I, I know that it's so difficult to feel like you have no control over it as well, but you have to remember they're just babies. Like they are just learning. They are so new to this world. Um, and so, you know, of course they're not going to get everything perfect right away. So anyways, um, I, I asked on my Instagram kind of one last question to kind of end it all. And I said, in any thing of life, whether it's motherhood, your own body image, yourself, your stage of life, whatever, how do you stop comparing yourself on social media? And I got a really great box of answers from you guys. Um, something I really loved was someone said to follow a diversified feed, meaning I think this was more for body types. Um, but you know follow different people than you like follow people that don't live the exact same life as you or lifestyle or whether it's a body shape like if you are really <laughs> on the tinier side maybe follow more like mid-sized to plus-size women or if you're plus-sized follow other plus-sized women or skinnier girls like you know follow a variety of people because everyone is so different and if you follow the same exact cookie cutter type of people or the same type of influencers, you're going to feel like you're not good enough. Like it's almost a guarantee. You're going to feel like you're the minority or like you're missing out on something. So I did that. Um, when I came home from my LDS mission in Samoa, I gained, I think I gained like 45 pounds. I don't know. I gained a lot of weight and that was the first time in my life I've ever gained a good chunk of weight over like five pounds. And it really took a toll on my self-esteem Um, I had gone up a couple pant sizes, like none of my jeans fit me when I came home. Um, My shirts and my bras were too tight, (laughs) like everything was too tight on me. I had to go shopping for new stuff. I felt like crap in all the things I was wearing, but I found this one um, curvy or plus size. I don't know what she goes by, but she calls herself a curvy fashion blogger. If you want to look up who it is, um, it's Sarah Tripp. It's Sassy Red Lipstick is her username on Instagram. Um, And she is an advocate for plus size confidence or, you know, bigger, curvier women. And, you know, that really helped me because I followed her on Instagram. And when I was feeling like so different and like I didn't even know what my body was anymore you know, following her actually really helped me find confidence, even though I had no clue who she was. She was just a random, beautiful woman I followed on Instagram, but she really did influence me for that time of my life. And I'm really grateful for her influence in my life. And so I do believe that if you follow diversified people on your feed, it can really help you feel um, inspired and feel better about yourself as well. And to know that like, you're not Different, like you're normal, like. So I actually really loved that piece of advice. Um, another piece of advice to stop comparing yourself is to literally set boundaries for your social media. So basically, examples of this would be taking a social media break, or, and you know what I mean by that, like just not going on the app for a day or even for a week or whatever you need to do to help you feel like you can take a breather, and focus on real life. Um, another boundary that I personally love to do is um if you don't wanna unfollow someone because you still want to follow them to you know it might be a little awkward to like unfollow them because you're like maybe friends with them or you're you know it just might be like not cordial to unfollow them necessarily, but you are getting a little overwhelmed with the content they post. I love to mute people if I need to um i don't do it a ton. But for some accounts that I follow, if I feel like it's just getting a little too much to handle, um, but I still care about their posts, I'll just mute their stories sometimes because, I don't know, it's just a thing I do. Um, So that I'm not bombarded with what they're doing in their life all the time. I can just choose through my agency to go check up on them if I feel like it um like what i mean by that is like checking their instagram profile or their stories um if i am curious um and that has been a huge help in my social media um how i approach it because then i don't feel like bombarded with things i may not want to see all the time but i still like care about them um like overall it's just i can take a little break from their lives so much in my life and so I encourage you that if you like honestly one day I just looked at my Instagram I took like an hour I was following almost a thousand people on Instagram I think I don't know it was a lot and I just took like an hour and I scrolled through who I was following and I either unfollowed them if I just was like okay they don't serve my life anymore like not in a super selfish way but you know what I mean like they don't make me feel good about my life and I don't talk to them anymore whatever you need to do um, I unfollowed them or I muted them if I felt like I needed to see a little less of their lives. Um, and honestly, if you follow me and you feel the need to do that, I encourage you to. If it helps you feel better, because I have done it to people as well. And it's a great way to set boundaries for yourself. I know you can also set time limits on certain apps. Um, like literally through your phone, it'll send you an alarm like, hey... I actually did that for TikTok when I was in school. I was doing um, my finals and I was so, like, I used TikTok as such a distraction and I would be on there for, like, 45 minutes to an hour and, like, I wouldn't even notice it. So I set a timer that I could only be on TikTok for 15 minutes a day, which is honestly so many videos because each video at the most is, like, a minute long. Now they're, like, three minutes long, but at the time... They were very short little videos and so that's like a ton of videos if you think about it like going on for an hour like that's kind of crazy that I was on there for that long. So I set a time limit of 15 minutes and it helped me focus because I was like okay time's up. So maybe if you're finding yourself a little addicted to how long you're spending time on a social media app um, but you don't necessarily want to do like a break from it like a time away from it, you could just set a timer that like, okay, I have an hour for Instagram, I have 30 minutes for Facebook, I have, you know, 15 minutes for TikTok, whatever you choose. Um, I think that's a great idea to set boundaries for your social media. Um, and then the last two um, pieces of advice to stop comparing are kind of more like developing a feeling. Um, it's not really something you f- f- like tangibly do. Um But I think it's important to keep in mind. So just knowing that you are working on yourself and that you're unique, um, I think that's huge because we're all different, but sometimes social media makes us feel like we need to be the same. And um, I think that's pretty harmful to society right now, whether it's, you know, how you look or how you think or how you raise your family or even your politics or your religion. I think it's amazing to follow lots of different people um, with different beliefs than you. Um, I follow different people that have different political views than me. Um, and I, when I look through their stories and they post something that I don't agree with politically, sometimes I do, <laughs> but I try not to just roll my eyes and hurry and scroll past. I try to take the time to read it, like click on the post and read the caption just to see where they're coming from. Because sometimes like Instagram posts are just such a small snippet of how you actually believe. Like, it's not beneficial to just judge someone off of one thing they post. And so I think that's another thing to help yourself stop comparing is to just follow different types of people, Um, you know, that, that are positive to you in your life, that make you feel good about life. Um, But that is something I do. Like, I don't follow everyone who believes exactly as I do. I follow people who aren't members of the gospel that I'm a member of and they're they're great people and I learn a lot from them and that has, you know, that's just how life should be, I think. I think we should be willing to give everyone a chance even if they aren't like us and it has really helped me not compare myself as much um, and truly you are a unique person. There is no one on this planet that has the same thoughts or actions or beliefs or feelings as you they don't have the same trials as you even if they go through the same thing it's always a different mindset because they're a different person so you know you can always know that you are unique and like there's no reason for you to be exactly the same as everyone else Um, and kind of to end on that like um, my husband actually said this one to know that everyone is at a different spot of life than you and I thought that was a really good Point of view because um, it is so true. I think that as a young mom in my <laughs> mid twenties, that sounds really weird. I'm used to being like 20 years old. Um, <laughs> it's really hard because people are at such different points of life right now. I, if I scroll on my Instagram, people my age are either still not married, they're either traveling or they're going to school right now, or they're in a relationship on their way to getting married. Or a majority of my friends are married and they're starting to have babies, or I even see a lot of them, um, they've been married for a minute and they're struggling with infertility and, um, you know, people are going on a bunch of vacations or they're switching jobs, they're buying homes or they're moving, um, they're graduating college or they're jumping into a real life sort of career, um, you know, there I follow lots of different people that are older than me as well. They're like maybe in their thirties to forties, and so they have older kids, so they're dealing with like sending teenagers to school or um having certain conversations with their kids. You know, there is just so many there's so many situations of life. You know, there's marriage struggles, there's kids struggles, there's personal struggles, um faith crises, crises. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um everyone is so different than you no one no one is going through exactly what you're going through and so it's like how can i compare myself where i'm at like a young mom who i'm just learning for the first time how to raise my baby to like a 35 year old mom who has like four kids and she's been doing it for a while like and she seems to have it all together how in the world can i compare myself to her like it's just not true you know, the lies I tell myself in my head, like, wow, I need to be doing better, like her. Well, she's had years of experience, you know, and that's just one example of motherhood. Um, This could be at anything, like, if you're not married, and you're seeing all these people around you happy and in love and, you know, getting engaged, or they're married, celebrating anniversaries, that can be very taxing on your self image. And that can feel like, wow, is there a person to love for me? Am I going to find love ever? I don't know. And it's like, it's just so crazy to me that, you know, it's like you can't compare yourself to them because it's just their life and your life is so different. And like I said, everyone just posts their highlight reels on in like on social media. For the most part, there are, are some accounts that are really real and raw, and I do like following those because um, they make me feel like... Um, you know, I'm not alone. Um, they talk about like the hard parts of life. So I also encourage you to find people like that, that you can follow on your social media, um, or just make friends that feel the same way you do. Um, Dylan and I right now, you know, we're at this stage of life where we are about at two years of marriage. Um, we just had a baby who's less than six months. Um, we are very happy and in love still. I would very much say that we hardly, you know, have an issue, (laughs) but, um, like something that we're personally struggling with right now, and maybe it's more me, but Dylan is preparing for PA school, um, within the next year or so. And so he's been really busy studying. He just took a GRE, I believe it's called. It's like the big standardized test. Um, and, he has to learn how to apply for the certain schools he wants to go to and we have to make these big life decisions and I'm just not just (laughs) I'm a stay-at-home mom you know I don't have a career um and we're working off of one income and so we're we know how to get by and we're not rich by any means but we're not poor by any means so it's like you know we're we're comfortable but we're saving and you know we budget and things like that but something that I really struggle with is seeing how many people are like traveling right now um i don't know if it's because of covid or just the fact that when i was pregnant last year i couldn't really do man- much traveling or like a lot of fun summer activities cuz i felt either sick or gross or just couldn't do it cuz it wasn't safe um like for example i really like disneyland um and i swear everyone and their dog went to disneyland last year when it reopened And it was making me so mad and jealous because I just wanted to get out of Utah. Like, I just wanted to go to Disneyland. And like, you know, there's other examples. Like, I wanted to go like to Cancun or, you know, Hawaii, like things like that. Um, But we just didn't have the time off of Dylan's work or we didn't have the money saved up for it. And that's just a fact of life that I had to realize. Like, I was like, you know what? I can't compare because we're just at this stage of life right now, like, you know, and something else that's been on our minds is like, oh my gosh, it would be so nice to have like a home, like buying a home. Um And I feel like a lot of people these days are finding ways to have the money to buy a home pretty quickly um in life, like they're, you know, not even in their mid-20s and they're like able to buy a home. And I think that's incredible if you are able to do that right now. But for us, it's just not realistic. But I've been comparing myself so bad. But it's like, I think about it and I'm like, I love where we live. Like, I love our little home. It, you know, it serves what we need. I like how it's decorated. I have made it my own. It's a safe place for my husband and my baby to come to every day. You know, they are happy. There is love here. And that's what I have to focus on is like, just because you achieve these bigger things in life doesn't mean you'll be happier either. Like, you can have all the money in the world, you can have the biggest home, you can have a full closet of things you want, you can be the best mom ever, and there's still gonna be something you're gonna be unhappy about. And that's just how life is because no one is perfect, no one has it all. If they have something, they're lacking in something else. You know what I mean? So just keeping those things in mind as you go through your social media, I just wanna challenge you to As you go through your social media today, you know, whenever you, after you hear this podcast, really think about, okay, who are the people I'm following? Do I need to make changes? If so, what do I need to do? And really implement it and just do it. Try it out. See if it changes your mood. I think that honestly, creating boundaries on social media has helped um, my eating disorder mindset, my confidence. My marriage, um, because I'm not comparing my marriage to other people's, um, my motherhood, and just the stage of life I'm in. And so I just want to let you guys know that this is a real thing. This is a huge part of our time of life, our generation, and the kids that we raise, their generations are going to get bombarded with social media stuff. And so we really have to be aware of what we are taking into our lives um, electronically. Because it does translate into our lives in the reality. So I encourage you to do that. And I want you to know that you are unique and you are loved and you do have value and you do have something to offer the world. Even if you don't know what that is yet, um, you do have a place in this world. If you are going through a challenge, for example, like an eating disorder or mental health issues, there is help. You can even come to me. You can always... DM me or text me. I would love to chat with you. Um, I'm not a professional by any means, but I'll be your friend and I'll listen. Um, And I just know that through social media, you can have a positive experience if you let yourself and if you take the steps to stop comparing yourself and to work on yourself. So I hope you all have a great day. I hope that this conversation has been beneficial for you and it gives you ideas um, to change what you need to change for yourself Um, you can totally like and subscribe and follow this podcast. That would really help me out a lot. Um, you can share this podcast if you found something inspiring. Um, that would really be great. I just, I'm so grateful for you guys giving me the time of your day to listen. Um, so I hope you have a wonderful day and know that you are loved and valued and you're awesome no matter what stage of life or motherhood that you're going through. So I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks guys. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.